All right, that's 1936. Thank you. Okay, buddy, you be careful of Blackmore. There's a lot of strange things going on over there. Indeed. That was Carl Casey, White Bat Audio, the track Eternal Night. Hi there, everyone. I'm Carrie. This is Case. We at DFM are quirky, we're quippy. We're awkward. We're also trying to trim down our episodes, but that has yet to happen. Uh, it's a balance because we want to put out as much free content as possible. We've got our hoodies on. Um, we've got our flannels on. We've got... Um, we're, we'll probably put our blankets on later, but we're trying to be good with snacks. Just coming off way too much good food from your mom over Super Bowl weekend, wings, pizza. And folks, you'll just have to excuse me. I'm a little under the weather. Yeah, I'm sort of twisting her arm to do this episode. Am I twisting your arm? I'm finally starting to feel better, so. Dad's been on his own this week, and you know what? You don't know what you got until it's gone, or in this case, lying in bed, sick as a dog. So um, let's go right into uh, the fourth entry in a franchise. Uh, Again, picking up from episode three, we're talking Wes Craven, Kevin Williamson, and the big three return after just about an 11-year hiatus um with them come emma roberts of nancy drew hotel for dogs uh what was that other one it's kind of a funny story um hayden uh she was in the hit show heroes um she's helping really to lead the way for the younger crew as the torch is sort of being passed off and for in retrospect it sort of was not passed off we now know it's been taken back and now 100% handed over to the youngins from Scream 5 and now into Scream 6 and inevitably Scream 7. Who are the other teens that are going to get sliced and diced this time? Rory Culkin, Nico Tortorella, Mariel, is it Jaffe or Jaff? Sorry, Mariel, and Eric Knudsen. Next in line was Allison Bree. Marley Shelton, Adam Brody, Anthony Anderson, Mary McDonald, Anna Paquin, Kristen Bell. Those two highlight for me the string of the fake and real kills were then followed by Lucy Hale and Sinead Grimes, Britt Robertson, excuse me, and Amy Teagarden. Uh, Carrie, when I think of Scream 4, I'm going right into the question that you and I have asked probably since Scream 3 ended. And we're still asking this question. What the hell took so long for Scream 4 to come out? Um... Yeah. I, I have some ideas why. Um, can I go first? Sure. Okay, then. It took so long. Um, by this time, people were starting to grow tired of just about everything that wasn't a haunted house, demonic possession, um, or both of those in a found footage format. Remakes and torture porn were starting to, to get old at this point. Um, around 2010, 2011, I mean, we still had a lot of them. One of our favorite remakes, actually, was uh, the Fright Night remake. Um, Carrie's rocking the Fright Night 1985 shirt that I got her. Welcome to Fright Night for real. I think I stole her line. I think she wanted to say the for real part. Um, when you think about a fourth entry, like I immediately, my mind goes to Halloween 4. At least 
you know, that came out during the area, the area, the eighties era of franchise, um, and otherwise sequels, you know, H three, we love H three. We love Tom Atkins. Um, I really wish they would have gone the anthology route with Halloween. I mean, and everybody says if it just wasn't called Halloween and it was just season of the witch, it would have been fine. I agree. Had people yearning for more Michael Myers. Um, but even with that, if you think of like H2 to H4, there was only a seven to eight year time gap. And that's these days, that's a really long time, but that's a lot better than 11 years. I'm not sure, Carrie, we're going to be able to hundred percent answer the why as it took so long. What are your initial thoughts about that? Well, I do think that there was some litigation. Okay. I know you mentioned that the last episode. Yeah. I mean, what? but other than what you read in the news, why do you think it took so long? Well, I think there was writing issues. Yeah, the Kevin Williamson, Aaron Kruger, studio involvement. It's still like some of that holdover residual issue from Scream 3. So last episode, uh, Jake mentioned... Um, he was one of the the people in the younger audiences that by like 2000, um, Scream 3, people were people were getting fatigued to slashers. I mentioned that the slasher resurgence lasted a little bit longer, I thought, than, than most people realize. Um, the big three, you know, Courtney, David, Neve, the, their careers went in different directions. Um, you know, our beloved Courtney and David were going through a divorce. Um, and this is all at the start of the social media era, especially Twitter at that time. Um, you know, just their own personal things. That's three to five years. That's a lot of heavy stuff to go through. Um, but, and, and a big, but Carrie, <laughs> a big, but, and I cannot lie, Carrie, when you and I were in college, what was the talk of scream? I mean, I remember us turning what, like 21 in 2004, going to the bar, discussing movies or, you know, renting. Um, we talked about this in college. Like, why isn't like we had, we had said that we wish that we'd get at least one more scream so they could go darker and brutal. Yeah. I, I think there was a lot of reasons, um, for that. I think, you know, the focus of horror at that time was definitely going darker and I think they were having trouble coming up with a script that would actually fly with that. Yeah, I mean, we wanted a fourth film. I remember that feeling. Um, go big, go brutal. Um, we always said that Scream's going to have to up its game, given movies like Saw. Uh, right after college, when you and I got married, you know, that. I mean, even during college, I for the longest time, I couldn't get her to watch A House of a Thousand Corpses. It finally happened. She's like, oh, Dwight. Oh, my yeah. God. Dwight was made into some, like, weird stuffed fish creature. Think of, like, the Thanksgiving scenes and the fake Thanksgiving. Trailer. He's coming out with the, uh, oh, you're going to like this, what I just found out about Thanksgiving and Eli Roth. The latest news. Remember how we loved Grindhouse? We're going to do a whole episode on Grindhouse. There was an article I just read yesterday that Eli Roth is talking to Patrick Dempsey about the Thanksgiving it, the faux slasher is turning into a real slasher. We'll see. We'll see. But Mick, Mick Kincaidy comes up again. We can't, can't shake him. I love you, Mick Kincaidy. So, um, screams for, we're getting off track. Scream for his response to the torture porn, uh, and the remake era. Um, 
you know, it was okay. I think it was starting to like before anybody else did talk about like a legacy sequel, like, okay, we're the classic sequel, you know, okay. You guys are all about the torture or whatever, but we're like, I don't want to say elevated, but we're, we're going to address the elephant in the room with the smartphones and social media emerging. Oh yeah. We're going to go for a brutal ghost face. Everybody wanted a brutal ghost face, go back to its roots. Uh, one perspective, it didn't seem to know what it wanted to focus on from in my mind with the tech, you know, we saw text and you know, whatever message exchanges, we saw Facebook message mentions. We saw the live streaming viral kill, which I know you and I have talked about this. At least I believe there should have been more of a focus on the live viral kills. Like scream five reigned in the tech focus nicely. The tech was there, but it was not the focus like in four. Um, yeah, I, the Scream 4 really could have touched on like this idea of like a snuff viral ghost face, like a live broadcasting people's death that did that, but it, it like tried to address every single piece of emerging tech or social media, and I think it was too much. It focused on the tech being the main focus, whereas it should have been just a tool. That's really good that you said the word tool, and I, I agree with that. I think it just should have been, and they did use it as a tool in five. They absolutely did. Reddit, Reddit was the big, we'll talk about Reddit later. Um, last word on screen forecasting and timing. Um, thanks for putting up with us as we're not a hundred percent folks. I'm just going to pose a question to the audience and I'm going to say audience instead of viewer, since you're all just listening at the moment, we'll, we'll talk about doing video podcasting someday. We're working towards it folks. Um, scream four, who would you have liked to have seen more of me, Kirby Hayden's performance instead of the fake out openings, give Anna Packen of true blood, a bigger role, give Kristen Bella for getting Sarah Marshall couples retreat and Veronica Mars, a bigger role, Marley Shelton and Allison Brie, although arguably not as big at the time as they are now had the type of quippiness that we love the sass, the snark, um, that went so damn well with the big three more of those character interactions i mean mary mcdonald she deserved a role more befitting of the principal Henry type um the younger audiences that saw the first three screams were older out into the real world and their tastes had changed hell of a lot in the world changed from 2000 to 2011 and boy did we only if we only knew how much it would have changed even further but they did not address in my opinion carrie the original audience yeah i we we both felt that when we went to see this in the theater. Did you feel it coming in the air tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Just like not abused. <laughs> oh gosh, folks. No, we both, we both <laughs> felt that way. We were in the audience and we were watching the movie. We both felt, we, we enjoyed the movie. We came out of it, but we both felt that this was targeted towards a younger generation. And there's nothing wrong with trying to get the younger generation involved, but it felt like it alienated our generation. It didn't alienate us too much. We still saw, went to the theater and spent money on it. So it was like, oh, big scream geeks. I'm proud of that. Speaking of scream geeks, Carrie was, I guess, pleasantly, I wouldn't say pleasantly surprised when she found out I already bought tickets to two separate showings for us and the kids for scream six. And not only that, 
I'm so excited that the first one that we're going to go to is 3D. Thursday, opening night, early preview night. It's also going to be in D-Box. And if anybody ever has a chance to do D-Box, I actually enjoy that part of it more than the 3D. Anyways. I know, which is why I'm going to take you back on Saturday. See, this all, look at all the. <laughs> I get really bad motion sickness. So. 3D has sometimes effect. Just take a nap since you're not feeling good. Well, of course, that's a few weeks away. You'll be feeling good by then. I'll make you sick all over again with the 3D. But you'll, you'll power through it for the sake of the rest of us. And, um, but I'm going to take you to the 2D matinee that Saturday. It'll be, and then we'll be able to, in 2D, relax a little bit more, pick up on things that we didn't the first go around. That's the great thing about Scream. Most horror movies, the more you watch it, the more you're like, oh my gosh, look at that. I didn't even notice that. So anyways, alternate history, go brutal, do a D box. If you can, it's amazing. Go brutal, but go bigger. Scream four. one of the big three has to die. And maybe not the one you were thinking. You know, in my alternate Scream 4 history comes out in 2006, five years sooner. It features at least one of our two fellas from the Supernatural shows as FBI agents. I mean, seriously, it would, you could, I mean, they dress up as fake FBI agents in Supernatural. Rachel McAdams, anybody? See Red Eye. Craven was already used to working with her. He was really good in that movie. Oh, and uh, what is he? What is he? Cillian Murphy. What a beautiful name. Um, I've got another man crush, folks. So as the beloved, yeah, Rachel McAdams is the beloved teacher. Uh, it becomes a more matured cast, just like its original audience with the focus on Emma Roberts, Hayden, Christine Ricci. What about her? Curse came out around that time. What about putting Danielle Harris? And Justin, uh, Jesse Eisenberg was also in uh, Curse. Guys, Emma Stone. Josh Hutcherson, all of these people. Selena Gomez. Remember the rumors Selena Gomez is supposed to be in Scream 4 and 5? That still hasn't happened. Maybe they'll make her a... Yeah, I mean, look, she's in Only Murders in the Building now. She'd be great in a Scream movie, even if just even just the small part. And so in my alternate 2006 scenario, I've watched too many, too many movies, folks. Josh Hutcherson and Selena Gomez play. Here's a new take. On Scream characters, junior high kids watching the seniors get butchered. I mean, look, we're focusing on high school kids. The new thing in the in the gory slashers, kids are getting killed, so why not Scream? Let's see a junior high kid get it. Or let's see the junior high kid be the lead. Or supporting, main supporting. Why did I bring this up? Because if you look back at the casting from Scream 1 through 3, they had the relevant top shows represented. Look, I've got nothing but love for Rory Culkin or Nico Tortorella. I actually really, yeah. I actually really enjoyed their performances. Yeah, uh, it gets better with each time. It, it really does. And I feel the same way about other other horror movies that have a part four, like Halloween 4. That gets better for me each time I watch it. So um, I really love some of the stuff that they did after Scream 4. Scream 4 was not the box office bomb that some say it was. I will add that it looks like the international box office is what elevated it to okay or good returns for future consideration. Um, next thing I want to move on to, Carrie. Last year when we took the kids, I was starting to kind of understand, like remember in 2018, we saw 
Halloween, but it was like, man, it's like, okay, so this is H4O, but that is a long, that's a long time, but that's okay these days. Um, but the terminology when we saw Halloween didn't quite exist yet or not, at least in our minds, what's a legacy sequel? What's a requel? So I actually looked it up. I read the urban dictionary way too much, but in this case, it actually was very informative. Define requel. Listeners, what does requel and legacy sequel mean? Requel, a remake that doubles as a sequel. Fresh take that honors its roots. Define legacy sequel, a sequel that follows continuity, but much further along in the timeline, focusing on a fresh cast with the originals still in the plot. So what does that mean for Scream 5? Where does Scream 5, how do you label it, Carrie? Is it a requel or is it a legacy sequel? I think it's a legacy sequel. Hmm. I think it's I think it's a requel sequel, and I and I'm cheating and I'm combining the two, but there's a lot of things about it that you could say. Oh, they look at how the the nods to the first one. It's like uh, they're remaking certain scenes, and every but every scream. The same continuity. You're right, but that's what I mean, though. It's a remake that doubles as a sequel. It honors its roots. Um, it's also further along in the timeline, maybe not as much as like what Halloween does 20 years apart. Anyways, moving on to Scream 5. I don't got a lot to add with Scream 5. When you can look at that cast and then rattle off at least four to six streaming shows, because now we're, we're not in the age of television shows anymore. We all know that. Streaming. It's all about streaming. That everyone is talking about. You're in good shape. Timing was excellent. Um, another 11 years had passed. For horror fans, we're in the midst of, you know, Halloween. I think it's starting to fade now, coming back into our consciousness with the legacy sequel recall. You've got A24 elevated horror. Brutality is long since arrived, but audience have kind of grown too smart for the same old rehash. They want their original characters back. They want to go back to roots. They want to be treated as a smart audience who does not need everything spelled out for them. Jake Quaid, Dylan Minnette. Melissa Barrera, Mikey Madison, Mason Gooden, Gooden, Gooding. We all know who his dad is. Show me the money. Jasmine Savoy Brown. Oh my gosh. Uh, the newly, listen, you could take any of these women. I would say Jasmine. She's really good. You could call her a scream queen. Yeah, in uh, Yellow Jackets. Oh, I love She's it. really good. Yellow Jackets is made at the intersection where Gen Z and Millennials and Gen Xers meet. I think that's the great thing about Yellow Jackets. It appeals to everybody. That's what makes a really good horror movie. It appeals to many different demographics. That's why it screams back. It's as good as ever. So, newly crowned. Scream Queen, Jenna Ortega. She's it. She's the it in horror. Um, not cousin it. That's something different. Have we attempted the Wednesday Adams dance, Carrie? No. I, I know, Our daughter probably has. I know I can guarantee you Kaylin has. And of course, we've got a down on his luck, chiseled gray fox, Dewey. Now see Dewey's becoming my crush now. And Gail, who has moved on. Um, Sonia Ben uh Amar as Liv, she was a lot of fun too. She actually, like, people talk about Scream 5. She doesn't get enough love. She actually was really good with what she was given. Um, 
I actually have her as having like a neat red herring moment, although not my favorite red herring. Um, so here we are. You know, listener, Sydney is married with kids the Kincaid. Yeah. That was a sweet little nod. That was. That was. And we need you, Mick Kincaidy. Come back for seven. Once you're done with Thanksgiving, come for Scream 7. It's almost like he's being primed for Scream 7. Yeah, please come. Uh... <laughs> So we're moving on. <laughs> Please come. Uh, Mick and Katie. Skeet Ulrich plays a ghost-like vision. Wow. Which is just about the only knock I see from some fans. God dang it, Gary. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, though. I enjoyed the ghost thing talking to Sam. And it's, it's... What? So... It was a nice little treat to see that. Yeah. However, in a way, you feel bad for the character Sam that she goes through that, that she goes through seeing, you know, living through that. I mean, they show her taking the meds and everything. Yeah. I mean, this is. That, that's the sad part. It's not really like a ghost. It's more like a vision or something yeah. in between. So. She's envisioning what her dad was that she never actually knew. So. Yeah. Um, I think it was an excellent choice to carry over Marley Shelton from Scream 4. I'm leaving Kyle Gallner last because he's my own little quip um, about this, my only one about this film. I did see, and I, I don't know if you saw these carries, there's some cut scenes of him, of him with Dewey that were, they were at the bar together that I feel should have been left in. Um, and the small amount of, you didn't see that? I didn't see it, no. The small amount of time we see him. I mean, he brings us back to Red Right Hand. You came and went so fast, Vince, and left us one and more. R.I.P. Wasn't he supposed to be related to Stu, his character? I thought I remember that. I thought he was supposed to be Stu's nephew. Stu's nephew or relative or so had an older something. Hmm. Hmm. I still think Stu, I'm not saying he's alive, but I'm just saying that there's some through lines with Stu that are not, we're not done with Stu's, what Stu left behind, I think. Um, what is a killer to do? I mean, we've focused on Billy so much in five. Isn't that a natural thing? Just speculating, folks. What is a killer to do in the age of smartphones and social media? We don't need to answer that at all in Scream 5. Jenna Ortega opens up the movie answering a house line. Okay, I mean, it still could have been like an internet phone, right? But, um, you know, we live in this world where we expect the killer to get with the times. Um, a Reddit relationship by two people, one living in Stu's old house and the other playing boyfriend. Yes, Scream 5's version of Derek uh, does fake us out properly, and the boyfriend is the killer once again. Which has the continuity of the original. Yes. Um, except one thing, Billy was a red herring in the original. I did not. At least for me, I did not look at Richie, Jack Wade's character, as a red herring at all. It definitely threw me off. My favorite use of tech in this movie enhances when Chad Meeks gets chased down at the yard of the party. The performances outshine the tech, and that's exactly the way that it should be. Um, we're going to move right on to favorite poster elements out of Scream 4 and Scream 5. We're going to do this real quick. Go ahead, Carrie. Um, for Scream 4... The original three. It's just inter interesting that Jill is on the phone, which is a nice wink in retrospect. 
In screen five, you remember the marking for this. The killer is on the poster. That was great. That was a great tag for people to talk about. I mean, everybody, I remember when that came out, everybody was focusing on that and trying to guess. Were Richie and Amber close to like the ghost face Mac, Mac mask or the knife on the poster? If they were, I want to take a look at the Scream 6 posters and see who's closest to like the center. Anyways. Yeah. You and me, before we saw the movie, we said who the killers were. We called it before we saw it. Did we guess it right? We did. I don't know because I don't think I guessed Rory Culkin. I don't think I guessed Charlie. You see, I think I guessed Jill and you guessed Charlie, and that's how I think one of us each guessed one correctly, and they just ended up being correct. Um, and when you've got a whodunit slasher, that's not good no. that you can easily put the pieces together, anyways. Okay, scream, uh, yeah, scream four poster. So I agree with you. The big three are back. I'm confused by the four in the scream title. I mean, I know why they did it. But it's not, it doesn't really look anything close to resembling the A. It doesn't work as well as the old play on the V. But uh, if this is done today with the same cast, Kirby's more front and center. Allison Bree and Marley Shelton are on there. More people. Uh, Scream 5, you touched on it, Carrie. Marketing's excellent. Welcome to Woodsboro. Featuring more of the fresh, relevant cast. Um, I think... If you think about that, Scream 4 barely had anybody on it. Scream 5, it, it almost looked like an Avengers poster in the way they got all the characters like, you know, that's going to kick Thanos' ass. Uh, but I think the fact that they put so many people on there showed they knew that they had something again, that there was pride and excitement. Um, the days of fan posters brought us a lot of fun here too. I think the writing is better too. <coughs> Pardon me. I can't disagree with that. Favorite character that isn't the lead and red herring. Okay. Scream 4 supporting Allison Brie, Rebecca Walters, red herring, Judy Hicks, acting strange in the hallway, talking about knowing Sydney, something about like I was Tiger Lily or so. It was definitely an odd moment that gave off a ton of red flags. And when I heard she was coming back for five, I was like, oh, I wonder if we're going to follow up on those bad vibes. No. Scream five supporting. I got to go with Jasmine. Jasmine Savoy Brown. Is it Savoy or Savoy? I, somebody correct me. I don't want to. Jasmine, you're amazing. I love that they carried on. Look, not only did they carry on Randy's uh, legacy, they improved on it. The twins especially Jasmine, Mindy Meeks Martin, um, with that shout out to Heather Matarazzo as Martha. Red Herring, the same. I'm going with Jasmine. I'm going with Mindy in the basement with Liv. With Liv excuse me. Who is more sus there? Um, I adore her really out of all the cast. Uh, she's bringing it with the projects like Yellow Jackets, Yellow Jackets, and now Scream. I really feel the future's bright for all these. Uh, they might actually end up having bigger careers than the than the big three. Um, I feel old watching them, but I feel that Scream is in a really great place. The trailers for Scream 6, it feels like that same kind of anticipation I had for 2. Um, 
I, yeah, I already got the tickets way in advance. I didn't need to, but I had to because I'm geeking out right now. Um, Carrie, go for it. Okay, for screen four, Kirby. She has the potential to be the final girl, but she's not the girl. She loves horror movies. She's very smart, unfortunately, very trusting, except of the boyfriend. Very much a Sydney-ass character with an edge. Red herring, greed, W. Hicks. Yeah, that was definitely that, that look when she's going in upstairs. Yeah, for sure. Um, for Scream 5, the non-lead, Sam. Although her and Tara are the new leads, that kind of evolved over the course of the fifth film. Um, that now carries into the sixth. So, Red Herring, Liv, yeah. There was a lot of tension between her and Mindy, especially giving her, giving her especially given her hots for her brother, Chad. You all right? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, you know. I know. Thank you. Thank you, honey. <laughs> um, there is some nice throwback interactions between Mindy, Chad, and Liv. You know, the girl that Mindy is hitting on at the party. That was a great moment. Mindy's one bad bitch in that movie. Oh, yeah, she is. Uh, she totally owns. Um, favorite death and effects, Carrie? Um, Allison Brie in the parking garage for Screen 4 for me. That really, it, it, it did really well. It was a good moment. Uh, the way Ghost... Ghostface, we agree. You know, it's Charlie, right? That charges at her. I'm pretty sure it is. And then, and then she gets tossed. You know, unconventionally, by the way, that does not get enough credit. People are talking about a lot about the shotgun scene, however, in the trailer. But, you know, let's give Charlie in the garage tossing from the building, crashing on the van. It's due. It, it, it's pretty up there. It is that that actually that scene is pretty creepy in general and uh, Dewey and Gail's reaction to her just crunching on the top of the van. It's awesome. Yeah, and then for five Vince's death to the red right hand That was the signal that scream is back and as good as ever and supposed to be Stu's nephew We think we could be wrong about that, but I thought I remember that remember yeah very spooky moment scream for trevor <laughs> poor trevor nico tortorella i'm sorry nico i should have mentioned your performance a little more earlier you played the brooding boyfriend perfectly i'm a ninja baby i misunderstood um i missed i can't even english today um Are what i'm okay? i yeah i'm not i you haven't given me anything yet um Stay away, foul beast. So, yeah, Trevor, Nico, understood. Um, no, misunderstood. I mean, he was completely, <coughs> pardon me, gaslit um, by his fame-hungry psycho biatch girlfriend, and he didn't know it. I mean, he probably thought she was just a sweet girl. You know, he he toyed with her feelings. She'll come back and we'll be boyfriend-girlfriend again. But didn't he cheat on her? That's what I, that's what I mean. I mean, she, yeah, she, she got him, she got him back 
and more than he deserved even, even more than even a player deserved. He would have been a neat carryover in a Scream 5 as like the deputy to Sheriff Hicks or just, I don't know, like, of course, maybe he would probably would have left town if he got shot in the crotch. Um, I probably would too. Please don't. If you ever get mad at me, Carrie, don't shoot me in the crotch. Um, anyway, Scream, <laughs> Scream 5. Richie's death. Sam was like, don't you know who I am, MFR? I mean, nighty night. Uh, brutal slash to the throat. That was brutal. That was like, that was one scene that we didn't know was coming. I'm like, oh shit, I probably should have just covered the kid's eyes. We got most of it. And then she channels her dad and does the knife swipe, cleaning off the blood off of her blade. Excellent moment for fans of all ages. Um, Charlie, th I'm not going there with the difference in the height of the stunt guy and Charlie and Jill. Okay, I'm not going to go there, even though it kind of did. Charlie threw people around a lot. <laughs> I mean, he really it was like, he must, Charlie's character must have like loved WWF or something. Uh, I mean, think about Olivia. He was like tossing around all over the bed. <laughs> he would have been great in Lord of the Rings. He could have, he could have tossed those dwarfs across the chasms. Uh, just fine. <laughs> I don't know why I brought that up. <laughs> Ghostface was brutal in four, but now we're elevated. We've got a final girl that isn't a hundred percent goody good. We've got shades of gray. Yeah, but she <laughs> she has issues, unfortunately, because fifty shades. Now, lo and behold, <laughs> Billy had a kid. So I've heard some things about. Sam's legacy carrying over in a scream six. Uh, more and more people are finding out who she is. Mm -hmm. Um, scream soundtracks, just brief DFM notable highlights and why these songs worked for us. Scream four, something to die for by the sounds. When that came on, dun, 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 dun. I mean, that was, it was a very eighties type song, which nostalgia the love of 80s nostalgia was just kicking in when scream 4 came that i love that song we i play it constantly i've got it on my usb playlist we played it at our kids halloween party people knew it immediately like yeah it's a song from scream 4 scream 5 carrie i'm gonna let you talk about what well, there's only one thing to say about music in scream 5 um, the, the replaying of the red right hand as Stu's nephew is is getting and they didn't Redo it with another band, thank goodness. Nick Cave. Dun, dun, dun. Red right hand. Reaction and rating. I'm going to give Scream 4 a three and a half out of five flamethrowers. I still enjoy it a little bit more than Scream 4. I'm glad they went for going back to a more serious tone. Whether or not they achieve that, I think you have to look no further then comparing it to Scream 5, which is more of a return to uh, proper form um, with fresh, subtle spins with its elevated, informed horror audience. Scream 5, it's just a half a step better than Scream 4 for me. I I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5 flamethrowers. Um, you know, the future looks bright. I mean, we're going into 6 and 7. Um, we're in a really good spot as Scream fans. You know, Scream 5 has got some minor flaws. If you're going to compare it to, like, Scream 1 and 2, the younger crowd, they might rate it higher than us, Carrie. I mean, this is the one that they're getting older with, like we got older with the first few. Yeah, so for me, Scream 4, it was a 3 out of 5 flamethrowers. 
I mean, it for me, the focus on the technology was what made me give it lower, unfortunately. Um, that's, I felt the storyline could have been more. Um, Scream 5, 4 out of 5, Flame Furs. I definitely enjoyed that one more. I think there was a nice balance of tech versus storyline. Don't you think the passage of time also probably just helped it not make it as unobvious a focus? Like it's so ingrained in us now that nobody's really focused. Any, anyways, that's a deeper discussion. Yeah. Overall DFM rating, Scream 4. Three out of five flamethrowers. Some elements get better with age. I'd like to see this with a different filter and lighting approach um, and see if that doesn't bump it up for me a bit. It was like a little too warm and fuzzy. The tone was just kind of off for me and, and Scream 4. You all right? Yeah. Um, scream 5. Four out of five flamethrowers. Must see and once again, Scream is at the forefront of horror. Uh, it's intermission time, folks. Um, for our fully free segment, Comfy Horror Reviews, you can find it on YouTube, Facebook. Um, we'll put it up on Patreon as well with the free article content. To note, we're trying to get on Google. So while we mentioned Google as an option before, that is not the case right now. However, our RSS community, they're helping us to distribute the free segments. Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora, Stitcher, iHeart, Deezer. Carrie, what do you want to add? Anything before intermission? You can find our fully extended episodes on Apple Podcasts for $5 a month. However, you can also find them on Patreon where there's $5. Then you can get them some additional community content benefits, including the full episodes a day early. We've got some other tiers to consider as well. See you for segment two, Horror Etc., where Carrie and I talk about recasting Screams 1 through 3 as a 1980s film. Ah, guys, I'm completely geeking out for Scream 6. See you for segment two.